Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. And welcome back to our brand new show. This is our great second episode. We're looking forward to doing it. We have a special guest with us today is Robbie Bucher, who's an alumni of Notre Dame. I'm Father Jason, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Coach McKenna. Um, I am just thrilled. It's January 14th. We're into a new year. Man, we all ought to be fired up with new change. What are we going to do this year? You know, and that's what we're going to talk about today. What are you going to do to be different? And to lead off our episode, we want to kind of frame everyone's mind around a particular scripture passage. And so we're looking at Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, which comes, of course, from the Beatitudes. And our show today is going to kind of center on the idea um, that Jesus is stressing when he said, Blessed are the poor, for they shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. And it's a beautiful verse to center our lives around. But in that, it also recognizes that when we're poor, not physically poor, but when we're poor in spirit, when we're looking for the needs of, the, of what we truly need in our life, we're reminded of the need for brothers. We're reminded of the need for family, and we're re- reminded of our need for Christ more so than anything else. And so as we kick off this new episode and this new year, let us keep that in mind going forward. And Coach, I just want to throw out to you real quick the thought that as we begin this new year, You know, Coach McKenna and I are looking at starting the Exodus 90 uh, challenge today, which is an exciting thing if you haven't heard about it. It's this new fad that's, I guess, traveling across social media. Coach is thinking he's going to do it, but I'm pretty sure he could talk me into it. But I heard this thing about cold showers. I may have to renege on that, you know, but I think I'm in with you, Father. (laughs) Ah, the cold showers, it won't be so bad. Just think about the heating bill that you'll save on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Your wife will be happy. The bill will be a little lower. No, Uh, the cold showers are just a small thing about it. But what's cool about the Exodus 90 program, from what I've been looking into it um, and, and why I'm excited about it, is that in the app, when you download the app from whatever phone store you happen to associate with, uh, you can create a fraternity inside this this program. And you can invite your friends, as Coach and I have done, and Together, you form a fraternity, a band of brothers, to take on this 90-day challenge. And the reason why we're starting today is because it's 90 days until Easter Sunday. And so over the course of these next 90 days, we're going to take these challenges that the Exodus 90 uh, program puts forward in order to grow in our relationship, to become better men, and to support one another in the process. And so I'm not entirely sure what we're getting ourselves in store for, um, but everyone else is doing it, so why not? Well, I don't know if that's a good way to look at it, but I do like the key word, you know, band of brothers that you talked about. And we talk about this in sports all the time, about teams that do well, you know, uh, of how they come together and everything. Um, and I think before I get off on my tangent about the Eagles and the Band of Brothers and everything, Father, um, why don't we talk a little bit about Band of Brothers, Father-Son. We have a Father-Son retreat coming up. Why don't we talk a little bit about that first and uh, go from there. And uh, that, that's coming up at the end of the month. And uh, if you'd like to talk about that. And then I'm going off on a tangent of why I think Band of Brothers, uh, your faith and everything is so important in sports. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Coach, because you and I have been working on this father and son retreat, and we do have about a dozen rooms still left in the hotel. Uh, we've booked out Hotel LBI, which of course is a brand new luxury, um, state-of-the-art hotel in on LBI itself, and it's it's going to be phenomenal to be able to pack the hotel with fathers and sons, you know, eighth grade through twelfth grade. So if you're looking at an opportunity to grow closer with your son in a relationship with Christ, this is the place to do it. We've got Steve Agrosano coming, who's one of the biggest names in youth ministry. And, of course, Coach, you remember we had the opportunity to uh, meet him when we were at the uh, Catholic Athletes Major League Baseball. Uh, he, he was unbelievable, Father. He just was, you know, he, he, he devastated me. He was good. He mm-hmm. held your attention, and um, he fired you up, which, you know, of course, yeah, don't he, take he a lot to amazing. get me fired up. But he, he's really, people are going to enjoy listening to him. And then we've got two other great speakers. Yeah, you want to tell us a little bit about them? Well, I'm going to tell you the one that I know a little bit about. Uh, Mike Walsh um, went to Notre Dame High School, uh, went to the Naval Academy. Uh, nothing is Robbie with uh, the, <laughs> the Army here, but uh, and I'm wearing my Army jacket today for you, Robbie. Uh, but um, he went down there, played it, was captain of the football team, and has done well in his service, and is very strong in his faith. And I think he'll be a good example. And then um, the third one, you want to talk about our third guest, which is he's unbelievable. Oh, Kevin Riley. Yes. Yeah, former Eagles. He is absolutely phenomenal. I'm looking forward to him. And we actually, through his generosity, have um, a book um, that he wrote that we're giving to all the fathers and sons as well. And so it's going to be a great opportunity um, to get to hear from a former uh, Major League professional football player. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty here. But it is also, we have the bishop coming, who, of course, is sponsoring this retreat. And apparently that was my fault. <laughs> well, Father, I thought it would be me. I thought it would be my metal knee or something, starting to <laughs> get everything act up here, you know. Yeah, I guess I'm just that magnetic of a personality. <laughs> and I'm setting off the microphones here. But we do have the bishop coming out as well, and it's great that he's, uh, he's very excited about this retreat, and he's very excited to be able to join all the fathers and sons that are coming so, you know, to this. Um, we have, I think, about 150 altogether individuals coming so far, and like I said, we got about a dozen spaces left. So if you haven't signed up for the Bravehearts Catholic Athletes for Christ Father-Son Retreat, um, go to the Diocese of Trenton Youth Ministries page. It's easy to find if you just type in Diocese of Trenton in your Google search engine. Um, you'll be able to find that, and then go on Youth Ministry, and then you'll see Bravehearts. Uh, there'll be a logo there, um, or the phrase, and you'll be able to register for the retreat there. Again, it's Fathers and Sons, 8th grade through 12th grade. So it's a great opportunity, a great way to start the new year, um, and a great way to grow closer in your faith um, along with your son being at your side. So I do have one comment I want to throw out there, Coach, as before we jump into um, a break real quick is, you know, I was looking at the Tony Dungy book, and one of the things that he reminded me of was the simplicity of which our Christian faith really has. And he talks about the steps that we need to follow in order to find not only our relationship with Christ, but also ultimately to open the gates of heaven to ourselves. And what's beautiful about it is, guess how many steps there are? How many? One. Yes. I love that. The fact that there's one step. And I always said Christianity is the, the religion for the lazy because all we have to do is realize our need for Jesus in our lives. 
He does the rest of the work. Pretty simple, isn't it? It is, and it's amazing how simple it really is. And, of course, there's this in the modern culture, there's this mountaintop theory out there where all paths lead to heaven. It's a bunch of nonsense. Um, But that theory in itself is also saying that we have to work for our pathway up, that we're the ones doing the arduous work of climbing this mountain to get to heaven, that it's on us to prove ourselves, to be able to push ourselves. But that's not Christianity at all. God came down and is opening the door for everyone who wants to enter through him, and that's the beauty of it. And one of the analogies I always liked, I forgot who, who initially came up with it, was is that Christ is like the elevator. All we have to do is realize the need to get on, and he lifts us all the that's way That's really up. neat. I like that. Isn't it a beautiful image to think about? And it does, because uh, I'm at a time where, you know, when you start a new year and everything, you always reflect on where you are and everything. And um, I'm always trying to improve my relationship with, with Jesus Christ. And, you know, and I think one of the things we have to realize, and Jim here back behind all the equipment, I'll, I'll appreciate this more than anybody else, I think. Um, today, and it's not my birthday today, but today I am 23,000. 954 days old. So I'd be given that many gifts from God. You know, every day is a gift that you get up. And you know what I think happens to us? Sometimes we get caught up in the whole world of just, you know, kind of existing, just wanting to be here. I mean, this may be my last gift. So I want to use this day to my fullest. I don't want to waste it. You know, I've already planned out. I had a great morning in the weight room this morning. Uh, we're here doing a radio show, and I'm going to get to spend the rest of the day with my beautiful wife and, and an angel in my life and do things with her and everything. But I think we have to get the most out of the day. And the most important thing I'm going to do, and I start my day, is a conversation with God and, and improve my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think that's important. Um, it's nice that he just allows us to have that relationship, but I think it's up to us to improve that relationship every day. And I think sometimes that's where people think I get a little cocky and I'm sure of myself and everything. And I think that's where that comes from because I know I have a good relationship with God. And I know, hey, I thank him every day. Think about that. What they say, 23,000, 23,954. I'm going to hit 24,000 days old this year, you know, if he lets me. And that's pretty neat. When you put it like that, when you say you're 65, yeah, it's a big number and everything. Jim and I appreciate that. But um, guess what? When you say 23,900 and something, wow, look at all the gifts I've been given. That is and I think incredible. if we look at it that way, it's really special. That is pretty incredible. And you know, and the, the best thing about it is recognizing throughout all those many days, which I hope you have many, 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 many more, um, is the fact that we're constantly reminded through the actions of other people of the need to grow in our own faith and also given insights in how we can do that. And I think with that, we'll take a short break and it will, when we return, we'll be with Robbie, who actually quite uh, accomplished an amazing feat in his own right in setting a trend, not only for Notre Dame High School, but for the Diocese of Trenton. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. 
And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate and we are totally listener supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening. Coach, before we introduce Robbie to the world here at Domestic Church Media, I do want to just take a moment because I was in the chaplain candidate program for the Air Force as a commissioned officer, and I just have to say, I remember when we were doing some of our our training, our our desert op training that we had to go through. I forgot what it was called. It was so long ago now. Um, We had air-conditioned tents. And I don't know if Robbie will be able to appreciate this or not because a friend of mine, uh, Morgan, was in, in with the Army at the time. And I remember he was telling stories about how he had to dig a trench, and that's how they would sleep out over in their area. And we had air-conditioned tents, and there was a great scramble on one of the nights because one of the air conditioners went down. And so it became a quick emergency of how to reorganize all the facilities that were being used in that tent to the other tents because it was just unthinkable that we were going to have anyone in the Air Force sleeping in an unair-conditioned tent. Of course, this is Alabama, so, you know, it's hot, and, you know, we wouldn't want to be torturous to anybody. But, Robbie, I know you have a different experience with the the Army. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get air conditioning this summer. But, uh, did you have to dig a trench? No, there were no trenches either. All right, he so lived. you had a little bit better than my, my buddy did. Yeah, I feel bad for that guy. Yeah, no, he, he was telling me he had to dig a trench, and they slept in the trench all night. That's how they did it. He was uh, yeah, he was calling us chair force the rest of the oh, time. Though. I feel but for I, him, though. I yeah. feel for him. Coach? Okay, um, I think how I have to do this is because um, I have to go back a little bit and um, a little story because uh, last week um, after the Eagles beat the New York Giants, um, and I made the mistake of listening to sports radio, and you know, the, you know, after the game, and just hearing some of the comments and everything. And um, I happened to listen to Coach Peterson, which we have a relationship with, and we'll explain in a little bit. Is um, his press conference, and, and the thing that impressed me with all the goofy questions they were asking him about, you know, the different players and the different things, is just his his demeanor, how sure he was of himself. And um, I could tell that this was, and not only because we know him, that this was a man of God and that, you know what, football's important. Don't get me wrong, I'm a football guy, I love football. Uh, I coached it for 30-something years. But his faith is more important and people are more important. 
and we talk about Band of Brothers, and he talked about Next Band Up and everything. And it's what I really loved about his message, and I think that's why they're in the position they're in, um, whether they end up winning their playoff game or not. They're in a position they've done more with what they have than any other team I've seen in the last 30 years. Um, with you know the injuries and everything they've had, and I really believe it's because their general, their head coach, is a man of faith, along with a lot of their players, um, and they they understand that hey, this is a game, this is very important uh, to them. It's their livelihood, but it's not the most important thing in their life. That Jesus Christ comes first in their life, and you could just get that feeling without him even saying that. And that's where I get in the lead in to uh, talk about Robbie because uh, last year Robbie played for us. Um, you know, of course, he was at Notre Dame for four years, um, was our quarterback. He had come to me. Um, I run the weight room at Notre Dame High School, and I'm with him all the time, and, and I love him to death. And, um, it, it, um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have a son. He's a military son. Uh, so uh, it, it kind of reminds me a lot of Robbie. But the bottom line is when Robbie came to me and said, Coach, we got to take it to another level. Can we do a team Bible study? And he was the one that started kind of everything for us. And, and Robbie, you don't know how much I'll carry that as a memory. I, like I said, eventually uh, w- w- when I have to go home, they don't let you take a U-Haul with you. You can't take anything with you. But I can take all those memories I have in my heart, and that will be one of the memories of the many that I have uh, with you that I'll take with me of you coming to us and saying, can we start a Bible study? And it started something at Notre Dame, and it starts, started something with the Catholic Athletes of Christ that just snowballed. Um, tell us a little bit about that, why you came to us as a team thing and everything, and, and we'll go from there. We'll just start going at it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be the president of Catholic Athletes of Christ, so it, uh, it gave me the platform to go to Coach McKenna and discuss, and believe me, it wasn't uh, just me. It wasn't on my own. I was fortunate enough to have a friend of mine kid I've known for a while, Sam Ponticelli, who's another captain on the football team. And, uh, you know, it just kind of came out of the blue. I thought it was a pretty good idea. You know, Catholic Athletes of Christ is always something that we're involved in as a football team, but I thought it would be real special if we had something. And it's how it started, just as the football team, that we could all get together and kind of, uh, you know, talk talk through the Bible. And it, you know, in the long run, it all it made us all closer to each other. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it really changed the dynamic of the football team towards something that was, you know, centered not only around God, but around us as, uh, you know, like Coach McKenna says, band of brothers. Because um, in the years prior to that, it was very, um, it was, you know, the program was in a, a bad spot. And I'm, you know, a firm believer that the Bible study was a big part of how we really came together as a, you know, one cohesive unit. Um, because it, you know, gave us something every week, every week or two, we'd come together and, you know, discuss the Bible and really, you know, brought us together as a team in a way that wasn't really there before, to be completely honest. And Robbie, so it's one of the things that just kind of want to, kind of want to get your take on this, because, you know, now that you're out of Notre Dame and Mm -hmm. the impact and the influence that you've had is tremendous, not only at Notre Dame, but now across the diocese. And we shared the Bible study idea when we were down at the Catholic Athletes Conference for the Nationals level. And so who knows where it will, will end up going from there. But what is, what is interesting, I thought, was how you guys changed as a team. And it was really interesting to, as we looked at the different prophets and as we looked at some of the, the passages of, of the parables from Christ and looked at how that not only translated into our own personal lives for growth, but also as a team. How, how, what was your experience as the captain of the football team 
Um, did you notice a dramatic difference or was it a slow, slow process that sort of kind of brought guys around? You know, what was it that you kind of experienced as the captain? Uh, believe me, it wasn't overnight. Um, the team didn't change overnight. It you know, took months in the offseason of showing up in the morning at 6 o'clock and you know, being with the guys for a while. But I'd say the biggest difference is that we, we played inspired football. That was really something that changed from the past two years. Um, and you could see it in the way we played on the field and just the way we carried ourselves off the field. We were an inspired team. Um, we were you know, just a good group of guys around school. We didn't cause any problems off the field, which is you know, something that really translates on the field when you don't have to worry about guys getting in trouble outside of you know, in school and stuff like that. And then obviously on the field we played inspired football. We were tough kids and we did it the right way. And that was really the biggest change that I saw, um, you know, before the Bible study and then afterwards. You know, we won and we did it the right way. We played, you know, obviously we played tough. We talked a little trash, but it was always in a respectful manner. We'd always shake hands with the other team after the game and then, you know, go, go on our way, get ready for next week. What was your thought about, like, the level of accountability? Because that was one of the areas that we, we looked at quite a bit through the different Scripture passages. It was huge um, because then if you weren't showing up, you know, to be with the team, you were almost an outsider because everyone that would show up, you could see how much closer they were getting. And for you to be on the outside of that, it felt really awkward. I know for some guys that I talked to that ended up coming, like, later in the Bible study, um, if you were on the outside, it felt like like you were alone. And then, obviously, you'd be welcomed in when you'd start to come back and, you know, meet at activity period, like the 45 minutes that we had during the day. Um but that was really speaks to how close we all got. Um, it's kind of like an inside accountability that we didn't have to, you know, go around rounding people up um, to show up to the meetings. It just kind of happened. It happened organically, and that was what made it really special. I and think. I think that's neat you say that, Robbie, because I, I kind of relate that. And it's going to sound kind of strange, but it's a coach coming out in me. Is that I I related to a T-shirt day when the kids hear I'm going to be giving T-shirts out, you know, for the weight room and everything. All of a sudden, our attendance goes from forty to fifty-five. Because there's something special going on, and which that's okay, because that's part of the reason you do it. But it, the Bible study became the same way, because these guys would hear about you guys talking about things you were doing and everything, and uh, they would hear you t- discussing what we talked about at the Bible study, and then all of a sudden those guys would come the next week because they wanted to be part of it. And I, you guys did a great job uh, laying the foundation for this, and that, that's what it's all about. You know, I just, I got to know because, you know, ministry is often a thankless thing. And I don't know if you had any idea of what kind of impact you were going to have when you approached Coach about that. And then, you know, Coach pulled me into it. And, you know, it was, I was, I was blown away that, that when I, I remember when Coach called me down to the weight room and said, hey, Robbie wants to start a Bible study with the football team. I was blown away because I never in my life thought that that request would be put forward. And I was, I was astonished and I was moved by it myself. And, what you started with the football team became a weekly thing, and then we had the softball team jump on, we had the lacrosse team jump on, and you know more and more teams, the wrestling team now just jumped on board, and so more and more teams want to do what you started with the football program. And what, how does that make you feel? I mean, to know that you're having this incredible impact on the way the athletes, not only at Notre Dame, but now across the diocese, are being impacted. Yeah, it's crazy to think about, and you know, honestly, I wouldn't really look at myself as someone who started. I'm just part of the chain. I, Dabo Sweeney, the head football coach at Clemson, he's very religious. And uh, he, I watched an interview he did even before, you know, I read about like what the Eagles were doing. And I thought, 
like that guys that played football at a perennial powerhouse school that, you know, have all the, you know, perks that they have that they could, you know, sacrifice their time and get together to talk about, you know, what's going on in their lives and how that's made them successful. You know, really, it, it goes back up the chain. So to say that, you know, I kind of started something, I wouldn't say that. I would say that I'm just part of the chain that kind of, it's all evolved from, you know, people that I've had the opportunity to, you know, whether I know them or not, obviously, I don't know Dabo Sweeney, but I've, he's extended his influence all the way down to uh, our level. And I'm just fortunate enough that I've had the means and the resources, obviously, Coach McKenna and you, Father Jason, to extend that into Notre Dame High School. And it's, you know, such an awesome place that they allow that, they facilitate that. Um, they allowed to happen. But, Robbie, isn't it weird, though, you're talking about Dabo Sweeney and everything, even though you don't know him, and I feel the same way, but because of our relationship in Jesus Christ, don't you feel kind of like you know him already, oh, Absolutely. Because he, yeah. he knows the same father. And, and I think that's kind of neat. I, I, and that's the feeling I get when I watch him, is that I know him because I know where he's coming from, and I think that's really, uh, really sweet and everything. Um, one of the things that, that I really wanted to just mention to you, I want to congratulate you. Um, everybody that we've talked to Army, um, uh, Robbie is at West Point, uh, got an appointment to West Point, is playing baseball there, um, um, and great things are going to happen. And he's gone through a tough part in his life. It's not easy to go to a military academy. but And I guarantee you, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, how... Um, much does it help with your faith to get you through the academy? Oh, a lot, um, especially over the summer. They'd give you the opportunity to you know, go to Mass while you didn't really have a f- phone or any means of really communicating with like, your family or anything and to you know, be surrounded by a lot of people that end up going to the same services as you and to have the opportunity to interact with them afterwards. It's been awesome. And as far as the baseball team goes, there's a core group of guys that will say a prayer. We have played two games in the fall, we'll say a prayer before the game, and you know, it's been great to meet those kinds of people. Father, I know we're getting close. we got to wrap it up, and I know you got a little thing at the end here and then turn it over to me, so let, let's go with it. Yeah, Robbie, thank you for coming on. Uh, Robbie Buecher is a, an incredible young man, very inspiring, and, and Robbie, I just want to say uh, you have no idea the kind of impact you've had, and, and none of us here know the, quite the influence that you will continue to have in light of what what you started a few years ago at Notre Dame. And thank so, you. you know, thank you for being open to the power of the Holy Spirit and the will of God in your life. And I hope you continue to do that going forward. And coach, I believe you got a challenge for us. Yeah, I do. I have a challenge with you. I have a challenge that I want to uh, reach out to everybody, as many people as I can, jump on the bandwagon, improve your relationship with Jesus Christ every day. As the, you know, he's been nice enough to give you that gift of life. So you give it back to him and improve your relationship with him. So by the time we talk next week, I want to be able to feel it through the microphone, that I can feel that relationship there, that you now have a better relationship with our Father. Uh, Father Jason, it's been a great time. This has been a great show. Robbie, thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you've done for me, uh, my family, and for Notre Dame. All right, Robbie, you got 15 seconds to inspire the world. What do you want to say? Oh, man. I would say uh, just live with passion if I had to give, you know, have be passionate about something if I had to give my two cents. It helped me huge, hugely. Thank you, and until next time, God bless. I was raised off of Route, Route 3 Out past where the black top ends We'd walk to church on Sunday morning Race barefoot back
to Johnson's Bay.